check one, check two. I'm the Inca slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob You Sports Do Show. Is that so? Rob You Sports Season 5, Season Live. Kick off, press play, then rewind. Film session commentary game picks to spook the scary like scoop and score and vary. Known for splash plays, pick nicks like pick six, pick four, a quick pick. I hit like quick kick, chopstick, a chapstick. I wrap this to rep it, a gift you unwrapped it like new Easter baskets when kids get ecstatic. Rob You Sports 2022. Are you ready for some? Rob You. And welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show NFL 2022 going into week 11. So I definitely want to welcome back the YouTube audience. On last week, I took a bye week. I just chilled out from the whole video production side of the podcast. And I just did a regular straight podcast podcast only available on my podcast platform such as you know, audio podcast, <laughs> Anchor, Spotify and various other podcasts, you know, digital platforms where they distribute it. So, in that week uh, 10 show, I did reveal my, my week 9 picks was 10-2. and two. So, 10-2, and two, definitely a, a nice record. Now, going into week 10, I was not so successful with my picks. So, looking at my week 10 recap, I was 6-6 six and six on my week 10 picks. And I will go back over some of my worst picks in some of the games. But first, it was a game on Thursday night between the Titans and the Packers. And in this game, there was a question of how would the Packers offense deploy their players and what would be the outcome of the game. And it was a sharp shooting quarterback in this game. And it wasn't who you might have expected. It was Ryan Tannehill, not Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers... Did continue to have some struggles in ball placement and also getting the ball to some of his receivers on certain routes and the timing and the chemistry of them. So it's been an ongoing thing. Meanwhile, Derrick Henry rushed for touchdowns and threw for touchdowns and definitely definitely was, was doing his thing on the Titans offense and the Titans defense did that thing as well. So... Titans 27 over the Packers 17. And like I said, looking back at my week 10 picks, I was 6 for 6. And some of those games I thought would go different ways, of course. Chicago, Detroit, where we see Fields doing all he can for the franchise to get wins and have some success with the Bears. But he's still going to need some more role players and other key skill position players to be there. To help him get where he's trying to go. And also they got to show back up that defense. After losing so many key defensive players. So Detroit was able to beat the Bears. And then also there was the Saints losing to the Steelers. Also one of the more controversial games of the week. And games that left a lot of people scratching their heads. Indianapolis Colts versus Las Vegas Raiders. So in this matchup the Vegas Raiders recently bringing in Josh McDaniels and the supposedly explosive offense, also adding Devontae Adams. And then the Colts bringing in off the street, <laughs> inexperienced head coach, Sad Jeff Saturday, former NFL center and all pro pro bowler, former high school football coach, 
He does have seasoned veteran experience as an NFL player. So in this game, when he gets the opportunity as a head coach, of course, there was a lot of things to be said about it, knowing, of course, black head coaches don't get these kind of opportunities. But he did do he did make good on the opportunity by getting a win. And what he did is he spoke on it in different interviews and things of that nature. He, he was just saying he didn't come in trying to be the smartest head coach. He said he came in, he delegated. He let the offensive coordinator do what he do. He the play caller do what he do. And I guess he more or less rallied the troops and, you know, smoothed things over, got the team ready, motivated, and ready to go play. So it worked out for Jeff Saturday in his debut. So that's something that, you know, he got a feather in his cap. He got his first NFL victory. And I, he, when they showed him in the locker room, he said, you know, they gave, they were going to give him the game ball. He said, no, everybody gets game balls because, you know, this was a team effort. And I think the team may can probably appreciate that because they, they may have had a head coach who tried to focus more on certain players in the past or, you know, there was the, the relationship of Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. And then there was probably a relationship of Frank Reich and, you know, Matty Ice. And then things may not went out the way he wanted it. And he had chosen these quarterbacks, so he had to kind of live with them. But I think Saturday just came in with a different approach as far as I'm not trying to dictate or run the show. I'm learning as I go, and I need y'all help, and y'all know what y'all doing, do what y'all been doing, and, you know, mixing a little bit of this and that. But Saturday did his thing, so, you know, he proved some of the haters and doubters wrong. A lot of people were skeptical, including myself. And also, there, like a, there's the aspect of the whole opportunity aspect of you won't see a former NFL analyst on ESPN get hired for a head coach position. Nah. Maybe. <laughs> nah. You won't see that. But, you know, he came He came through. He got a, he got a victory for the coach, so. The flip side of that is the Raiders with Josh McDaniels and Carr and Devontae Adams and, you know, offense not doing what they would have hoped they would be able to do with these kind of pieces. And also they have a nice running back in Josh Jacobs. So they have talent. Of course, they're missing their, their star tight end, Darren Waller. So that's a big piece from the puzzle. Also, they have to show up that defense. And in recent weeks, they have released a former Number one draft pick is safety Abrams. So, not good when you see them getting rid of top talent they had from the previous regime. But, like, you know, that's probably Josh McDaniel's way of saying, well, you know what, I'm going to bring in a safety I want. Well, we're going to stick with some of these other guys who probably have, you know, not so much salary cap on them. And probably, you know, they may be a little more hungry or a little more eager to you know, listen to what the coach is saying or they don't feel like they're already a star or they established just because, you know, they had a high draft pick or because they had such a good relationship with the previous regime. So now McDaniels is coming in. He's doing things his way, but it just hasn't shown and hasn't materialized as far as the win-loss column. And then when you have your heck, you have your star quarterback at the podium after the game and interviewing, and he gets emotional, you know, he's maybe saying things that 
he should tell the coach or maybe they need to have a long conversation or maybe they just don't have that chemistry and camaraderie together yet. Maybe he feels like he's playing for McDaniels instead of with McDaniels or maybe McDaniels is just has too much ego or, you know, dictatorship with the Raiders when the Raiders are the Raiders. You know, you can't turn the Raiders into Patriots West. You know, he has to figure out a nice medium with how they can be more explosive with the offense and have some of the people who Derek Carr may have been speaking of understand they have to take the game serious if everybody wants to win because that's not a good look for the team when the quarterback is getting emotional. He's feeling like other players don't take the game as serious or don't care about it, wins and losses when that's something that the head coach needs to be calling out or does he really have the locker room like that. So they're not probably going to get rid of him now because it will probably be too much of a buyout. But in the coming years, will he be able to bring in his own personnel and people that he wants and people that he feels can help him win? Or will they just go ahead and get rid of him and you know bring in the next head coach? So we'll see. The, the Raiders have had some instability lately with the whole thing with Jonathan Gruden. And now this with McDaniel so far is not looking like he was a good hire, but he's in his first year and he needs time to, you know, go through a few drafts, get some free agents, figure out the best plays he can use for what he's trying to get done. But it's it's difference between being a coordinator and being the head coach. And head coach is more leader of men and also like Sad Jeff Saturday is doing delegation. Well, also, I think having your own ideas about, you know, how you do things scheme-wise, offensively or defensively, and also knowing your expertise in your area of expertise. Like, some head coaches are more offensive coordinated or more defensive coordinated. But when you have a head coach, maybe sometimes may try to do everything. I think that's when some of these head coaches don't, they, they don't, have that kind of success especially early because I think they're learning so much on the job while trying to you know run the offense run the roster you know be a part-time GM you know call plays in the second quarter or you know have a scripted play sheet so you never know what some of these coaches may have too much on their plate and they may not be willing to delegate because they may want all the credit or they may not feel like some of the people working under them can do it the way they want to do it. So who's to say, but they're not getting the kind of results they want right now out of the Raiders' new head coaching regime. So we'll see what happens moving forward. And other NFL news, we have Eagles lose to Commanders. Yes, the Eagles lost to the Commanders. And that was another game I picked. I thought Philly would be able to get that victory, but sometimes it's just it's tricky like that in the league because you just see a good quality team undefeated and you say there's no way this team over here can do that, but that's part of the league. It's, it's, it's trap games. It's teams that sleep on other teams, and it's still NFL. You still got to bring it every weekend, every time. You strap up, put the police on. You got to be ready to play, so... 
you know, after the game, receiver A.J. Brown was saying he's glad that the team lost just so they can kind of get rid of the cloud and get from over the cloud of trying to go undefeated and be the perfect team. So now they can just play football and they've been through a loss before so they know what it's like. But the Eagles have also went out and now signed veteran defensive tackle Andamakan Sue. So Sue will come in and join an already stacked defense. They got added Robert Quinn a few weeks ago. They have some nice DBs. And now Sue in the middle to cause a push or take up blockers. This is going to make the Eagles that much more unstoppable. And maybe he was one of the missing links and missing components from the loss that they had against the Washington Commanders. But recently signed, so who's to say if he will play in a few days. But we'll see. Eagles bringing in Adama Kinsu. And in not good news, the Titans offensive coordinator, after their victory over the Green Bay Packers, after they returned from their trip, caught a DUI, and there was belief that he was probably drinking and partying on the team airplane or the team bus as the Titans were returning from um Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the trip. So, the question is, how will the NFL investigate him or punish him when supposedly this, this is common practice and common place in the NFL for a lot of these teams to have alcoholic beverages and things of that nature after games on the planes and the buses and everything like that. So, we see how this case moves forward. As Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing is arrested for driving under the influence after returning from a away game and driving on the roads. So, looking at my game of the week, we have Dallas versus Minnesota. Dallas at Minnesota. So, Minnesota has been one of those teams who has been dominant this year. But because their quarterback is Kirk Cousins, a lot of people don't want to give him any credit or give him any love right now in this point in the season. But when you look at what they talent-wise on the offense, the skill players are there. Dalvin Cook, he can do it all at running back, receiving out the backfield. He runs with speed. He runs with power. He runs with elusiveness. And Jefferson, nice young receiver, great hands. So also had, and now adding tight end Hawkinson. So you just see that Minnesota has so many pieces in place and Cousins is able to get the ball out and make some plays with these guys. And the offense looks looks good. Defensive-wise, they're solid and we're going to see how they play week to week. But so far, they only have one or two losses. I believe one. So Vikings is right there with the Eagles as far as top. NFC contenders and teams so far that have shown they can beat a lot of teams. They know how to win. So, looking at the Cowboys, we recently have Dak Prescott, where he's starting to go to Aaron Rodgers' route and air out some of his receivers. So, he was saying some things about some of their receiving core, and they may have been running the wrong routes or not undercutting free safety, so they would kind of make the quarterback throw interceptions by not coming under the 
over the safety's face or crossing him instead of trying to go behind him when the quarterback is already, you know, at that point of throwing the ball. So Dak has been, he's been playing solid, but the team needs a little more maybe from him or from the passing game. We're going to see how they do this this weekend against the Minnesota secondary. But when you have nice running backs like, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Pollard, you don't have to put all the pressure on Dak every weekend. But they do have some talent at receiver. It's just these guys have to have that kind of chemistry with Dak to where they're going to be be where he expects them to be. And O-line-wise, I think these teams both have nice O-lines. D-line-wise, they're probably even as well. But depending on how they use Micah Parsons, I think they should blitz him more and maybe let someone else play that coverage or just drop back in his own or have like a zone blitz where he's coming, but they have some of the linemen at least drop back if they really are feeling it uh, underneath pass would come from the pressure. But we'll see how they how they use him. If they have him more trying to cover Dalvin Cook, I don't think that's going to be good. And Hawkinson is pretty good as well. So they may just want to they may just want to have Micah Parsons blitz most of this game, but Head coach-wise, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, will probably give the probably give the Vikings the edge with the uh, head coach-wise offensively, defensively. To think Dallas is able to make some good things happen if they so choose. Playbook-wise, offensively, I, right now I probably would go with Minnesota. It seems like they have a nice potent offensive tag and they can get what they're trying to get done. QB-wise. I would say they're just about even. But Kirk Cousins is playing pretty good ball this year. I think Dak, he he has to either raise his game or some of his other some of his other skill players have to step up. And then when it comes to running back, I'm not sure if, if Ezekiel Elliott is playing. I believe he will play, but Dalvin Cook is also a great receiver. So I would say these two teams have balanced competition at running back because Dalvin Cook can do basically like every down back and Ezekiel Elliott and Parler will split carries unless Zeke is out then Parler will get the start so we'll see but I think the running back games are both good so both of them could get a check from running back receiver wise we have to go with the Minnesota receivers as a core as a whole and uh, O-line-wise, I think Dallas may be a better blocking O-line and Minnesota may be a better passing O-line. But Minnesota is known to get Dalvin Cook some nice running lanes as well, though. D-line, I'll go with Dallas. Linebackers, I will go with Dallas. And DB is pretty, pretty even. With Minnesota having some seasoned veterans back there like Pat Peterson. So... We have special team-wise, uh, I think these teams are probably even. The X-Factor for Dallas, the X-Factor will probably be Dak and Tolly Pollard and what they combine as for the offense. And for Minnesota, the X-Factor will be, I would say, Kirk Cousins. And will the Cowboys try to run the score up and make Kirk Cousins have to pass? Or will the Will the Vikings be able to grind it out some with 
Dalvin Cook and then have a pop pass here or there to Jefferson off some play action type action. So we'll see how this game turns out, but this is going to be a nice matchup. Dallas versus Minnesota. And keep it locked because coming soon in block two of the Rob U Sports 2 show, I got Pharaoh Knicks picks for week 11. So keep it locked. And welcome back to the Rob U Sports 2 show, NFL 2022, week 11. Let's take a look at the games. So when it comes to the games, we got Chicago at ATL. And this matchup, I think Justin Fields will be able to get continue the offense going. Outscore the Falcons with a final score. Chicago 34, Atlanta 21. Then we got Carolina at Baltimore. I think the Baltimore rushing defense will be able to get some Good yards on the Carolina Panthers defense and also that passing game of the Ravens is coming coming on. I'll go Baltimore 26, Carolina 17. And then when it comes to the Cleveland Browns at the Buffalo Bills, I believe the Buffalo Bills will be able to outscore the Browns with a final score of Buffalo 23, Cleveland 20. And Detroit at New York Giants. I think this is going to be a good game because Detroit is one of those slept-on teams and I think you don't always know what to expect from them. But they have had some success earlier in the season. Now they're getting back some of their key players. Then you have the New York Giants who have been having some good team success and the rushing behind Barkley. I'll go Detroit 27 over the Giants 19, but this would be a good game. Then we have the Rams at New Orleans Saints. And in this matchup, I think the Saints will be able to outscore the Rams with a final score of New Orleans 29 over the Rams 23. I think this will also be a good game. Then we have the New York Jets going to take on the New England Patriots. Both of these teams have some nice defenses, and these teams know each other well. I think it will be a low-scoring game. New York Jets 16 over the Patriots 13, but this should be a close game as well. Then we have Philadelphia Eagles looking to bounce back from that loss against the Commanders last week, going against the Indianapolis Colts, looking to build on their victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. And in this matchup, I think the Eagles will be able to score the Colts with a final score of Philadelphia 31 over the Colts 17. And then when it comes to the Commanders at the Houston Texans, I believe the Commanders will outscore them with a final Houston 30 over Houston, Houston 13 over the Washington Commanders 30. And then when it comes to the Vegas Raiders at Denver Broncos, Denver 24 over the Raiders 27. Denver losing to the Raiders with a final score 24, Raiders 27. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. I have Cincinnati outscoring Pittsburgh with a final score Cincinnati 31 over the Steelers 23. Then we have Dallas at Minnesota. Dallas at Minnesota is going to be my game of the week. And this was definitely a game that was a, it was hard to pick because this game could really go either way, and I think this is probably going to be the best game of the weekend because of that simple fact. So when it comes to Dallas at Minnesota, I have Dallas 26 falling to the Vikings with 30 points. This is going to be a good game, but we'll see how it turns out. But that's my pick, so we'll see how it ends. 
And then when we have the Kansas City and Los Angeles Chargers in the Sunday night football game, I have Kansas City 34 over the Chargers 27. And then Monday night football, San Fran at Arizona. San Fran 49ers defeating the Arizona Cardinals with a final score of San Fran 23 over the Cardinals 19. This concludes another episode of the Rob You Sports Do Show. I want to thank you for checking me out. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Be safe and be blessed. And I'll see you on the next.